what's happening, RSL Nation? It's your boys, Adele and the Baker, with another episode of Scarf Life, the podcast. As opposed to Scarf what's Life, the, the book. What's happening, Baker? What's happening, baby? Cut, cut the music. music. Music's for celebrating. We made it through 2020. Just barely. Skin of our teeth. And honestly, 14 days into 2021, I'm real suspicious of this year. Dude, like, it's almost like we talked 2020 up so much or down, up in all the wrong ways. Mm -hmm. 2021 coming in here as like, hold my beer. I watched yeah. <laughs> There's a really funny documentary on Netflix called Death to 2020. Have you seen it? Yeah, yeah. And when you when you say documentary, it's it's, it's a mockumentary. Yeah, mockumentary. Yes. Yeah, it's good, it's, it's a good movie. It's pretty funny. Actually, I haven't finished it. I fell asleep. Not because it was boring. It was. I mean, it's a mock you interview type of thing. Right. Guess what was not mentioned in there? I mean, anything having to do with RSL? Nothing at all. Yeah, it's it's almost like the folks on Netflix have no. Like, Th think about that. Like, let's let's really boil down what that means. So, everyone in the entire world, collectively, I think it's safe to say that 2020, no, no one's like best year. Like, no one's going like, you know, I really, really found myself in 2020, and like I had a great productive year. Mm -hmm. And then if you're the average Utahn, there's a month in there where you're sprinkling in just like a series of earthquakes and aftershocks, right? Mm -hmm. That's on top of that. Jeez, and then I if, about that. right, yeah. that was like a thing for a couple of weeks there. Crazy uh, that year was. Uh -huh. And then if you're the average RSL fan, which, you know, most of the people listening to this are, you get to sprinkle on the disaster that 2020 was for us. So like, mm -hmm. you've got these three layers of just like what everyone's experiencing, what the average Utah is experiencing, and then what the average typical Real Salt Lake fan is experiencing in 2020. And, yeah. you know, like, we've, we've joked about this. I think I'm a relatively positive guy. But, like, I'm, think, like, I'm thinking about the team this year. And, and it's not that I've given up. Like, I still care and I still want them to do well. But, like, I've resigned myself to the fact that we're just an awful club that probably isn't going to change anytime soon. And, things, mm -hmm. and it's probably safe to say that things are going to get worse before they get better. And we're two and a half minutes into this podcast, and th there's the thesis, essentially. Like, things are going to get worse before they get better. I agree. And I, well, and that's, <laughs> again, post, that's coming out of 2020. Like, everything you just said, right? There's the COVID. Right. There's earthquakes there's you know the isolation and the quarantine and the masks and then there was the fires all over the world right then there was the whole political thingy that happened right and you're right and and i think you know that feeling of that saying what doesn't kill you makes you stronger yeah you know, sometimes it leaves you damaged pretty badly <laughs> right <Yeah>. like <laughs> I don't know if so. It's just like social media, man. Like social media, media in general, just the internet. It's just a mouthpiece for everyone to showcase who they really are, right? 
this was one of those years where I'm mean, thinking of it this way. We're going to talk about DLH in just a little bit because the MLS has released a laissez-faire version of their findings, I guess. Yeah, I, I mean, I wouldn't call that them. That was Don Garber answering a question. Let's not right. sit here and pretend it was like some... It's not like we have a broken down in-depth list of stuff here. You know what I mean? Correct, correct. But like the situation presented itself and a, and a, and a highly powered individual utilize the limelight they have and the position of power they have and and they showcase themselves for who they are rightfully or not right but that's kind of what it is and 2021 now that, that i you know it's like all right so all these things happened i remember going into that orlando tournament and feeling decent i remember you and i talking about it like right this is we're not gonna our coaching staff, our co head coach specifically, is, is is built in a way or builds his teams in ways that where he can build up on. So he's like a long-term developer. Right, right. Tournament right. ball was going to be a, a good thing for us. Yeah. yeah. I, I remember talking about the strength of our depth and how that plays into a oh, tournament. Yeah, man. I remember after the first game. Oh, my God. I was pumped up to that first game. Yeah, it was Colorado, right? Colorado? Yeah. yeah. What was it? Whooping. Yeah, well, wasn't it? And then it's funny that Colorado kind of ended our season at the end there. I mean, right. So you know, again, what doesn't kill you makes you makes you stronger. Mm, BS, because <laughs> Colorado killed us, and we never got back afterwards. Right. They can forever have that notch on their belt. They killed us last year, because even leading into Colorado, remember we killed LAFC just before that. Yeah, yeah, we we had a ball come from behind tie two three days earlier. Right, there was the, that Portland game that we ended up getting like two goals in stoppage time to tie at four four, and like a few weeks prior to that, we had tied Seattle two two and come back. Like, we weren't collecting a lot of points, but we were showing up for games at least and, towards and the end. We were showing up for games, and we were. I mean, it was like a lot of good play displayed, right? And then we absolutely murdered LAFC. And I remember you and I sitting here talking, oh, my God, we're going to Colorado. A tie would be a tremendous letdown. Not to go into Colorado, into the Colorado match, which was at home. Right. <laughs> of all places. The chance that we would lose the Rocky Mountain Cup, which would literally <laughs> mean Colorado has to beat us like 5-0. Yep. I mean, there wasn't even... You know, <laughs> yeah, it wasn't an option. I remember it was gonna. I remember thinking, "Oh my God, it's gonna be a letdown after this incredible run of games, and we'll only win like three-one." <laughs> so five-zero later, that was it. They never recovered from that. And I have a sneaking suspicion and fear that 2020 is the Colorado game to the 2021 season. Right, the the twenty. I, I just because I think that's actually a really good point. Twenty, the year, the twenty twenty season was the Colorado game, and the twenty twenty one season will be what followed. Yeah, last year after the Colorado game. But, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I wish I didn't like love that metaphor or analogy or whatever it is, but um, you know, just just looking at some of these. Looking at some of the moves and some of the news, and and you know we're gonna get into the Corey Baird thing, and we're gonna get into some of the goalie signings and all that good stuff. Um, I I wish I didn't think you were this right. 
you know, and, and that's for a couple of reasons. One, I try not to hype you up too much because the give and take is what makes this show so special. But two, like, you just wish I wasn't right. I mean, right? Like you're you're not delivering good news. You know, yeah. like it's it's. But I do have there is there's a light at the end of the tunnel here, and that's 2025 is going to be off the hook. <laughs> Yo, <laughs> we're due for a great just 2025. Awesome. All right. It's just going to uh, be incredible. Awesome. Through the roof. Just right. in time for the, when's the World Cup here? I can't even remember. 2026, man. There you go. See, yeah. going right at the World Cup. I'm going to be, so we'll, we'll be, we'll be hiring like the starting lineup for the Brazil national team by that point. So, our selection for Prius of 2025, that's going to be our year. Mark your calendars right now. So, and the, the other thing I want to say, it is yeah. okay to be a miserable soccer fan. Yeah. I mean, that's part of the love. That's the give and take, right? You're like, yeah, I got to have some shitty seasons. Let's just, right. you know, stay with it. I was uh, I was watching a, a show on HBO. I, I forget what it was, but there was this line. It was about an American in, uh, in the, working in, uh, in the UK, working in England, and, you know, they're watching soccer, and the American chick goes, oh, why do we love why do we love this game again? And the English dude uh, responds with, uh, I remember really liking this line. He says, it dispenses joy and mi- joy and misery at random. It mimics <laughs> life in that way. And it's like, you know, I, we've talked about this in the past. Like the, those very early years of RSL were obviously disasters. Right. But basically ever since 09, we've, We've been a pretty great team. And even those Jeff Kassar years where it felt like we were awful, like we were making the playoffs semi-regularly. And, you know, like when we missed them, we missed them by like a point. Um, like we haven't, we haven't been proper, like bad, like Colorado bad since basically 07, 08. Um, yeah. And yeah, it's, it's time for the sport to dispense misery onto us and, you know, then it, it, it's our turn. Expectations are so low for this season. You never know. Right? Go in there, get some kids in there. At least maybe it's a learning year. If all we know, team gets bought up by some super rich multi-billionaire corporation that loves Utah and everything about it. Wink, wink. And our fortunes change. I still don't think they will change in 2021. But anyways, I'm okay. Right. With it. Number one priority in 2021 is keeping the team in Salt Lake City. Right. That is that is that is the priority everything else bonus having said that remember how many moons ago last week we had a podcast we did have a podcast last week last week this is going to be great i know where you're going with this <laughs> and we were talking about certain things and i said there are some there are, there are guys i can win a championship with and i want on a team and i think i mentioned prematurely Ochoa, obviously. I said he has got the mentality. Obviously, he's injured quite a bit. I mentioned Aaron Herrera, right? I mentioned um, Damir. I mentioned a couple other guys. Famously, I left out Albert, and you were pretty upset. But the other guy I mentioned was Corey Baird. Well, said, this team is in a position where Corey Baird, for us to be successful, is a must starter. Right. A must. That's that was the line. That was the line. An absolute must starter. Yep. And I think that was Thursday night or something, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah. Yeah. It, it it was it was Thursday night. Yep. 
one week ago exactly. Mm. Well, like two sleeps later. Literally. I wake up to the news that Corey Beard has been traded to LAFC. Yeah. And I'm like, Ugh. this is why I was hyping up 2021. Because yeah. whenever this stuff, it doesn't happen, apparently. <clears throat> so I was um, I'm like, oh, my God, really? Just when I opened my big mouth, I was like, what are we going to do now? We're totally screwed. But I'm like, all right, let me go read into it. Maybe we got, maybe we sent them Corey Beard and some money. And they sent us back like a Rossi. I, 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 would, I would settle for that Latif blessing, kid. God, <laughs> I'd love to have that guy on the team. didn't dare go there, right? I didn't dare like think, oh, my God, Latif blessing. You know what I mean? Right. Turns out we got a bunch of imaginary money. We got some of that funny money. Okay, so. It's GAM. Not yes. GAM in this case. It's GAM. $500,000 in GAM over two what years. What the hell is GAM? I mean, it's it's it, it's long story short. It is all quote unquote money that the league lets you use to buy down players' salaries essentially, so you don't have to make them DPS. There right. It is. That's it, that's, that's ultimately what it is. It was a rhetorical question. I'm glad you answered. Okay. That. Okay. Well, yeah. I mean, let's be very clear. The monetary systems in MLS are very far from clear. So I, I, I think I think it's safe to assume that we have listeners who don't know what GAM and TAM and DP and all that stuff is. Basically, uh, um, it's an exemption for going over the maximum budget without right. utilizing your designated player spots, which do not at all count against your maximum budget in that Ooh. year. Good summary. Good summary. Anyway, keep going. Oh, we did get one other thing, though. The 2021 international spot. Yes. So we can talk about what all this means. But I just think it's the funniest thing. Like, I, this is totally DLH messing with the next group of owners. Yeah. You don't have the players. But guess what? If you really want to, you can spend even more money. Like, it would be one thing if the league was covering that spread. No, you get the right to spend more. It has to be your own money, but you get the right. No, like no, so so I do think it's money that the league provides. No, I don't think so. I'm no. pretty sure. No, 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 no. Okay, I, well, well, I'm 99% sure we can look into that. And, uh, maybe someone's listening who knows better, but it's just, it's like I equated to, I'm walking into Smith's grocery store. And for some reason, in order to, you know, maybe, maybe there's a ration going around, right? And you only get to spend $100 in the store. Like you can buy anything, as many things as you want, up to $100. And this is the store saying, we're going to let you spend 50 more. You still have to provide the money. That's how, that's how I think GAM works. And TAM. Just anyways. So Corey Baird is gone. The, the yeah, ten yeah, percent of our of our total starting lineup without a goalie because that's a whole mess by itself. Probably thirty percent of what I called were must starters, gone, for nothing but an opportunity. We get a lottery ticket in return. Thoughts? 
Yeah, I mean, it, okay, don't don't hit me with the thoughts. Like this isn't this isn't ESPN seven hundred, Chief. <laughs> um, um, I hear they're being sold too, or they're not part of the package. I can't remember anymore. Right, it, what is and isn't. So yeah, it, it it's. I actually, I mean, if you just look at it as five hundred thousand dollars of money, which I think is it's a good way to look at it. I actually don't think it's that bad. Um, I think Corey Baird. If it was five hundred thousand dollars of money. Yeah. Is. He's a he's a I think a good player. And I think he's got unbelievable raw talent that I think we, we were just underutilizing um last year. You know, you look at his uh his contribution like goals and assists and stuff to the team and you know he's clearly fallen off since that rookie year. Um and he's the type of dude that I I think he's going to I think he's going to thrive in in LAFC. Um I think we're going to be looking at Corey Baird do very well for himself. And and I I I think I think there's nothing wrong with acknowledging that that growth probably wasn't going to take place at Real Salt Lake. Um you know, I think him being surrounded by fantastic attacking players in LAFC is going to open up amazing opportunities for like play on the field for him. Um and I do think RSL got, just to be clear, I do think you're wrong about that general allocation money. Like, I think it is money that you actually get. Um, so I, like, I think RSL had an asset, clearly, that wasn't valuable to them, but had value on the market, and they utilized it very well. Um, the really clear, valuable thing that we got that is kind of up in the air is that international sp spot yeah. like yeah, that I did, thing I did check real quickly general allocation money or GAM for short is one of the more familiar terms for MLS fans it is money that is made available to a club from the league to be used in addition to its salary budget actually didn't answer anything yeah all right proceed Go right um, anyway so that international spot that the, it, it essentially allows us to sign another international player for the year of 2021. It is only as valuable as we make it. Like it could, it, like if we're gonna go use it to, you know, like keep Alvin Jones on the team, then it it's, would have been better just to keep Corey. But if we go use it to bring in actual attacking depth or you know center back depth that we desperately need, it makes way more sense suddenly, and and it's a good you know, good. It's, it's a good trade. Well, in, look, in listen mind. here, Nomi, man. If, if, the internet, if trading away Corey Baird, because uh, I agree with you partially. I, I said Corey Baird is a must starter on this team. But that's a, reflect, that's a bad reflection of the team, right? That team was never going to win a championship. It, it just wasn't. The way it was constructed, it was never going to do it. So might as well swing for the fences. And if, if the money actually is what you say it is and it comes with an international spot, I think that's a pretty good value. Obviously, like you said, it's pretty good value, but it's nothing. It, it, it's, you, have to, you have to make something out of it because this could be complete throwaway. You're absolutely right. Complete throwaway. They could just use the buy-down salary. I can also see, look, if I'm preparing to sell a house 
right? Um, I want to improve it as much as possible. But one of the things I'd like to do is like, you know, maybe take out that very expensive water heater and install something way more efficient in there. Or, you know, those, those old windows and put in more, um, whatchamacallum, more modern windows that keep the heat in or something like that. Because it brings more value. It almost seems like they're trying to fix up RSL a little bit, right? Trying to fix it up. They're sold. Well, the whole holding thing. They sold the Royals, but in exchange for the rights to start a new women's team in 2022. Right. They sold, um, they, were, they just got rid of Corey Baird. But in exchange, there's a lot of opportunity there, right? right. Now you can spend the 500K over two years. You have an, an additional international spot. Right. Um, Kyle Beckerman is gone. I would not be surprised. Look, I'm not, I'm not saying it is. I wouldn't be surprised if he was pressured to retire because now he's off the books, right? I mean, it's they're fixing up the team where someone can buy a pretty minimalistic team without huge, super bloated contracts. Oh, Albert's going to be gone by the summer. Well, we don't know that. But You heard it here first. <laughs> Here's the thing. By yes. end of summer, Albert Ruschnack is gone and playing yeah. in Europe. Right, just to be clear, if Elliot Fall has any kind of like business strategy acumen what you just said will happen given what i've seen so far i highly doubt his skills as a gm i'm just going to go ahead and be blunt there um but if if anybody in the front office has any sense the second the euros end you make it known that you somebody leaks something. Albert's agent should probably be leaking something if anything else that mm -hmm. Albert is interested in moving. Yeah, um, the he doesn't have to do anything because we have seen Rushniak and his agent's business business acumen. Right. Um, yeah, yeah. Rushniak, I, I think you're you're right. He will his value as an asset will peak for RSL um, right after the Euros. Um, you know, go out, get your money. And th this is where now I fear about the current state of ourselves, you know, scouting and mm -hmm. talent finding abilities. Um, what scouting? Didn't Andy Williams say that there is no real scouting anymore? Right. Yeah. It, it's, it's basically non-existent. Um, I know that there's like a, like a software partner that they're using to like scout players and um, FIFA. Yeah. It's called FIFA. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's actually, you know, I'll be honest with you. That might not be the worst way to scout. Just go to FIFA. You and I sit down we, and we just do random team selection, like from anywhere in the world. Just, just to be see random, what comes up. It has to be random team, but like you eliminate all the top five leagues. Right. Because right. you can't afford them, yeah. Yeah, you're not scouting in the Bundesliga, right? Sure. Now the second Liga, okay, sure. Fair. Right, you know what I mean? And so it's just the, the rest of the world is just random selection. Right. And you just play and they're like, see who stands out. See what <laughs> comes up. In real life. <laughs> I'm pretty sure you just described like my dream job as a 16 year old. Um, so <laughs> just describe my dream job as a today years old. Yeah. As of, as of five minutes ago. Um, so so I, I think for the, I think for the most part, you're right. I think there's, you know, there, there are a lot of big assets that aren't, 
around anymore and, and value being found. But I think on the other end, like, let's be really clear, like Pablo got, I think, something like a five-year contract. Um, right. Glad just got a four-year extension. I think Herrera yep. is sitting on a three-year extension. Uh, yep. Demir Krylov got like a three-year extension. Yeah, like, just last week. Yeah. yeah, there's there's a lot of key guys sticking around, you know, yeah. for the long haul, which is good. It, it's it's good and to if, lock them up. And if we're playing five on five, we would do pretty good. Yeah, <laughs> we we are prepped for a five sides. Yeah, indoor five on five. Oh, we'd be decent. But that's not how the cookie crumbles, right? But you're right. And I'm not sure what those contracts are. I'm sure the mirror's not cheap. Um, I think, I, I, I think I would assume Pablo is probably well undervalued. Yeah. Whoever that was a decent. I, I'm not sure what they paid him. Right? It could be like five million a year. All right, then he's overpaid. Sure. But a long contract. I mean, he just broke out. Remember, it was the beginning of last year. You and I were crapping all over him, man. Yeah, the beginning it was like through the middle of the season, right? And then do this probably MVP candidate like top three of last year, right? Um, right. Yeah, there's some good business there. But I, what I what I'm saying is like they're offloading some of these big bloated contracts. So now the team looks attractive, right? Not from a physical perspective. We have some ugly bastards on that. But to a business person or business, you know, group that looks attractive. You're not buying too many sure. bloated contracts, right? And you have all these opportunities. You have the chance to buy a new um, women's team in 2022. I think, honestly, I think the only reason that he hasn't sold the Monarchs is because they have their own designated facility and stadium, right? Then you're sitting on that empty thing for two years until you buy them back. That, that's just my two cents. I think that's the only reason he hasn't. He knows what he's doing, man. DLH grew up building and selling um, real estate. Well, I mean, this, I mean at, at this, this point... Like, downtown building he bought and has renovated a bit and making it attractive to buyers at, at this point he's not like selling anymore like it, it it's you know i i think he's got uh you know like i, I don't think he's really got a whole lot to do with like the day-to-day -day of real salt lake and and the sale of real salt lake anymore yeah and but still i mean we all all of this a lot of this happened before he was gone You'll still get the check at the end of the day. So anyways, look, from my perspective, Corey Baird leaving signals signifies to me it's just a sales prep job someone is doing, right? Right. And it's not the end of the world. No, I, yeah, I so actually think it's a net gain for both clubs. It all signifies to me all the things we just said in the beginning, which is 2021 is going to be worse. We, we probably just sold a top five asset for next year, right? So yeah, I mean, let's be let's let's get real about like at, at some point, probably in early March, this roster is going to have to start playing competitive soccer. Right, like, like they're gonna have to put together eleven guys to go on a field and play the game. Um, and you know, despite what you think Corey's strengths are and what he does for the club, we've got a semi-pacey winger who's not afraid to you know run off the ball like mm -hmm. who's who's going to replace him now like like that that was a pretty big that slot. kid from south america that never played what's his yeah, name yeah but, but that's the th uh, jason ramirez yeah but that's the thing like to your point he never played right like it what what's you know it is 
is has Freddie gotten over whatever block that was that kept uh, Jason from playing? I don't know, but maybe his hand is forced. Maybe again, it's gonna be a crap year, homie. <laughs> it, it's, <laughs> it's like let's be really clear. Okay, so I want to read something to you because we're talking about it right now. Um, MLS Soccer the, does a does a thing where they essentially it's Matt Doyle. He like writes out what every team in the West needs to buy essentially, or like what should be on their shopping list. And before he gets into the, like what they should actually go buy, he kind of summarizes the 2020 season. And I think, I think he is so blunt because, you know, he's got a word limit that like, I remember reading and just being like, damn, that really hurt, but he's spot on. Mm -hmm. It's tough. To, and, and now I quote, it's tough to tell what Real Salt Lake are aiming at in terms of roster building and playing style. They took a, let's throw a bunch of stuff at the wall and see if it sticks. None of it did approach the center forward last year. And while at the same time, basically giving up their, we play and develop our kids identity at most other spots on the field. It was a mess. They've already made a bunch of signings this winter, but they've all been homegrowns. Maybe this batch will play question mark or guys brought in from the USL. They've also sent out former Rookie of the Year, Corey Baird, in exchange for a, ch a chunk of GAM, which does suggest something more is on the way. And then he goes on and tells us that we need a striker desperately. It's like, obviously. Yeah. But yeah, like, like there it is. There's the summary. We knew that last part too. Right. <laughs> it's, um, I mean, it's spot on. It is. It's basically spot on. It's the thing all of our cell nation has been saying all of last year, right? There is no designated number nine. Right. We had one, and you know I was barking up that tree all of last year. I don't know if he would have gone to that party or through that party if he was a <laughs> starting number nine. So I'm I'm a blame. I'm blaming Freddie for that party. It's Freddie's fault. He, he, idle hands are the devil's plaything, I think is the expression. I've never heard that one. Um, oh, you mean if when you're bored, you'll do some dumb shit. Right. Language, but right. Yeah, that's basically it. Um, I think we completely, I'm not sure if he's talking about Ochoa, but we completely missed the boat, missed the opportunity to test Ochoa. Right. Yep. You know, if we're going into this season with starting goalie that can be here for many, many years. And we'll talk about Ochoa in a second. And yeah, it was it was just a free for all. It was just kind of, eh, let's see what happens. Yeah. And I don't see it getting better this year. I think it's totally right. And I really hope something is on the way. Right. It all depends on what the ownership structure looks like. Absolutely. Um into a little goalieism since we mentioned Ochoa. You wanna skip the you don't you don't want to talk about the uh BLH? Yeah, commissioner's yeah. comments. No, let's actually do that. Okay, so um, over the last couple of days, I think it was on Tuesday, uh, the MLS commissioner, Don Garber, did an interview with media and, you know, answered a bunch of questions. When do they think the season's going to start? Late February, early March, as always. Um, and inevitably got the subject turned to Deloitte Hansen, the investigation and the sale of RSL. And uh, I, I think it's best if we just read all three paragraphs and kind of go from there. Uh, so this was his response. Let me get to Real Salt Lake and generally what's happening there. 
You know, the investigation of Deloy Hansen has been completed. We found that Mr. Hansen had engaged in conduct that was inappropriate for the workplace. It was contrary to the values of Major League Soccer. Frankly, I think it was contrary to the values of Real Salt Lake. It has been resolved, and Deloy has agreed with us that he would sell the team, and that process has started. The league has actually taken over the sales process as of this week. There's, a, there's lots of interest in buying that team. It is business as usual in Salt Lake. You can see that with trades that are being made and other decisions that they're making. The team is being run by a gentleman by the name of John Kimball, who's serving as president. He reports directly into my office. John worked for the team many years ago under previous ownership. That's where they're referencing uh, uh, check-its. Mm -hmm. As I mentioned, they've been signing players and operating as if business is as usual. We are continuing to engage with possible buyers. We have an investment bank that's been working with us, and we're hopeful that we'll get the team sold sometime in 2021. Lots to unpack there. And that was, yeah, that was the end quote. Well, first of all, I appreciate him being straightforward. You think that was straightforward? I think that was straightforward. You and I have two very different definitions of straightforward, I feel like. Now, what I, what I don't get is like, I would like the details of the investigation, right? I, you I thought would. We were, I thought I would totally love it. Yes. Right. Yes. Um, so there's that. Now, there's a reason they're not releasing those. Either they found really bad stuff or they didn't find bad stuff at all. Like there's, there's no winning here. If they didn't find bad stuff, the crowd that was up in arms, he didn't do anything, is going to be back up in arms, right? If they found really bad stuff, I mean, it's just making the guy look bad. I'm assuming they found something. I'm assuming DLH knew they were going to find something bad. And that's why he agreed to the sale a while ago, right? But we have covered all of that before. So I do think he was straightforward. And I think he speaks in a way that makes me actually believe him. And not a lot of people praise the commissioner of any league. I'm not sure why all fans always hate the commissioner. The only downside of all of it, well, there are doubts. One of the downsides of all of this is we're literally now owned by the league. Like we can never say the league wants LAFC to win. <laughs> like, I, mean, I, don't, I don't know about that, but okay. We're owned by the league, man. We're literally owned by the league. I'm not sure for how long. Right. The, thing, the one that's not straightforward. So first of all, I appreciate him saying there's a lot of interest. I, right. I'm sure there's a lot of interest. I mean, you know, if you want to sell a McDonald's franchise license, there's going to be a lot of interest. They're limited. They're very, very limited. Now, unfortunately, there's all, the number of billionaires in the U.S. is also limited, right? So they're limited licenses. I understand why there's a lot of interest. I don't know if I like this whole investment bank BS he's talking about, right? But it all depends on yeah. who's up, et cetera, et cetera. I was reading earlier that Ryan Smith is still the front runner to buy. Right. So, so, so I, I think the investment, just to be clear, I think the investment bank thing isn't an investment bank interested in buying. I think an investment bank is holding the facilitating over. the sale. Oh, is that, oh, that's not how I read it at all. That makes more sense, actually. Never yeah. We, let me read it again. We have an investment bank that's been working with us. And we're hopeful that we'll get the team sold sometime in 2021. Yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm reading that as the investment bank is essentially 
yeah, now, the seller's now, agent. As you say it again, that totally makes sense. I was thinking investment bank looking to buy it. Yeah, that then, that would basically be a nightmare. And then and I was looking at uh, then I was thinking investment bank um, financing the team during the sales process. But yeah, what you just right. said way more sense. Okay. So, and then the other thing is like when he's talking about sometimes in twenty twenty one. Yeah. Like yeah, it's gonna, making, it's gonna hurt for a while. Yeah, I was, I was, <laughs> I totally was hoping that the sale is done, and some new owner has at least moved either themselves or their new GM or some president into the offices inside. Right, right. That there, there was some kind of transition time, of power. Yeah, but at the time you have the first game kickoff. Right. So, sounds like, I mean, it could still happen, right? But. Sounds like the, I'm less certain now that that will happen than I was, say, right. even a week ago. Yeah, I mean, I, I I think I think it's safe to say that, not just us, but a lot of RSL Nation, when they heard, you know, when it was basically like we hit the eighth, and then it was like sometime in the next week, you know, things are gonna start flying hot and heavy because like you know I I think you made a really good point, if you're seriously interested in buying this club. You, you probably want to do so before the 2021 season kicks off. Then again, it is a massive bit of business. I mean, the, the real estate alone that's tied into some of these holdings, like it's complicated and it'll take some time to, you know, I think to figure out what is and isn't included in the sale. Um, Bro, so, you, you better, I mean, you better get the right index finger ready because there's going to be a lot of DocuSign signed signatures. <laughs> all over the place here right um but but yeah it, it's i i think i think most people are hearing what you're hearing right now it's it, it's probably gonna we we will probably play i'm gonna say conservatively half of our games as a club that's owned by the league i honestly believe that at this point i, I think it's gonna be like deep in the summer when something finally happens I really hope not, but uh, you're probably right. Um, I hope not, but I'm also kind of done making predi predictions because every time I make a prediction, something worse happens. So, you know what I mean? Just, There's that. Just <clears> lean <throat> into it, man. I was totally hoping uh, and thinking there's no way it goes past eighth, right? Because he wants to make the sale himself. But obviously, you know, things didn't work out. And that's, we do know the Millers are not interested, apparently. Yes, uh, they've made that very clear. Uh, yeah, I'm not sure if they have, but Ryan Smith has on their behalf, it sounds like. <laughs> yeah, so, there is that. And then they bought that chain of like old folks' homes. We did, we did yeah, we did mention that last week. I remember now. So, yeah, I fingers crossed. But at some point, I'm like, I would, you know, you know why I want this to be over with? Just so we can't talk about it anymore? We can just get into footy, man. Yeah. Let's just get into footy. Just. Talk about like you know, the big stuff. I mean, wouldn't oh. it be awesome if you just talk about Corey Baird and what in superstar from you know somewhere abroad we're gonna get as a result of this? Right. And I then mean, and all these <clears throat> all these different things. But but yeah, I don't. You're right. It's not gonna happen anytime soon. I, I mean, at at some point in the very near future here, if if you know, um, 
previous years or have been any indicators, we're going to start playing some preseason games. Um, you know, like uh, there, there usually has been a summer tournament or a trip to Hawaii or a trip to Arizona. There's usually been some kind of preseason um, for Real Salt Lake that's taken place late January, early February. And, you know, we're halfway done with January as it is. So has there been any talk about preseason? I haven't seen anything. No, there, there's been, I mean, nothing's been announced yet, but I mean, you're going to, short of not having a preseason, which I think would be disastrous for the league. Um, it, like now, now is, I, I, let me put it this way. I wouldn't be shocked if a preseason schedule came out next week. Yeah, if if we're gonna have one, <clears throat> I think that's what it comes out. I just I'm trying to think of like what the format would be like. Yeah, you're, you're thinking like a COVID thing. Yeah, I wonder if it's like a small tournament or right. yeah. At this point, well, that's the thing. I, they, I, would, I would not put it past the league to not have a preseason. I honestly, uh, wouldn't. Right. Well. Well. So, and I think that's where the where it's kind of the interesting bit is uh, the the league doesn't. I mean, the league can obviously prohibit you know, teams from uh, going to preseason tournaments. But, like, the tournaments themselves are oftentimes organized, like, independently of anything the league has to do. Like, uh, you know, the the tournament that Real Salt Lake goes down in uh, Arizona is organized by uh, the Phoenix Rising, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Um, that tournament in Hawaii, I think, was organized by, like, the Oceanic Soccer Federation or something. So... Um, yeah, I, I, I do. Th I mean, I do think that there has to be some kind of preseason, but I do think it's going to be like a tournament. Everyone, you know, take precautions, test, do like a bubble thing, like a small, uh, small MLS is back tournament, basically. Yeah, we'll see. My, if I was a betting man, and I am, I would say they're going to do something similar to what the NBA did, and what the NBA did is like. A team would fly to a city or something, and they would just play each other like three times or something, right? And and I think they they were like two teams, if I remember correctly. I can't remember, maybe twice or something. I could I could see something like that happening, just a limited exposure, right? So RSL just flies to whatever, LAFC or something, yeah, yeah. And they just play. They're there for a week, for training camp or something. Sure. And then they play, I don't know, LAFC three times along those lines. Yeah, I, yeah, I could see that happening. Yeah, and just have those have those first games of the season not count for points or anything. Yes, yeah, yeah. Well, no, no, I wouldn't say that not count for points, but they would just, like I said, you can combine like a training camp and then wherever your training camp is, that's the team you're playing, right? Well, we'll see. I really hope you're right. I really hope that we see a preseason schedule sometime soon because I'm assuming they still want the players to do all the testing. Right. They probably want the players to have the vaccines. At least I would assume they would probably want the players to do the 10 day quarantine or at least 10 day non exposure stuff that they're doing. You know, um, there's some planning. Right. You know? And uh, the season itself should be interesting because do you know if. Uh, are they doing chartered flights? Yes, they're gonna have to. Yeah, I mean they did the uh, for most of most of the season last year, so um I do think that that's something that kinda continues this year and probably from here on out, honestly. 
Yeah, but <clears throat> it just increases the overhead. If I'm an owner, I'm like, crap, I'm making less money, right? Yeah, but... At the same time, I'm spending more. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, it, it it's... I, I get it, I, I do, but I do think... Uh, you know, it's one of those things that once you've kind of rolled that perk out, it's very hard to unroll it. Uh, it, yeah. it, is, it is probably worth noting that, and I feel like every year we inevitably end up talking about this but it's it's probably more important this year is that the players union the the uh yeah the, the mls players union is still negotiating uh their cba their collective bargaining agreement with the league um specifically around like uh, reduced pay because of covid um and i feel like i say this every year like the possibility of a strike is like it's it's there. Like we could we could see a player strike and have them not play. Um, Man, if there was it, ever a year for us for that. Yeah, like this is the year. <laughs> I, I don't know who our rep is on RSL, but someone just take one for the team. Start negotiating in bad faith. Just blow it up and let's let's just let's have a good old fashioned st players strike. Yeah. At, for at least the first half of twenty twenty one. Right. Let's see if we can buy ourselves to like June's. See if someone's gonna buy a team. And, right. Um, <laughs> um, or you know what? We could just let's just flip a coin for playoff spots. Right. 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 And then once we once the playoffs are there, then we flip coins for who moves on. That might be our best chance of silverware this year. Just so you know. Yeah. Well, no, no, honestly, yeah. I, I'm I'm dying to see some RSL soccer on the field, regardless of what else is happening. And it's just, it can't come soon enough. I, I forgot how much I missed the local stuff. Right. Uh, the Jazz were back online. Yep. And um, yeah, and, and you know, it, I, it's, it's going to be a weird year. It's going to be a bad year as far right. as results, but we just, we just want some footy back, man. And Well, I, I also think actually playing soccer, like, like the act of just getting a team back on the field, it, it, it brings it brings a certain truth to what is and isn't happening in the front office. Like here's mm -hmm. the thing, you and I can sit here and we can go, oh yeah, I think our GM is out of his element. I think we're making bad signings. I think our, but like none of that is true. None of that is a fact until you go and right. your 11 guys go play somebody else's 11 guys. Yep. Like, like, like in this, I think in sports in general, the truth catches up to you eventually. And like, I can go on MLSsoccer.com and I can read about how exciting it is that we signed a new young goalie and like we have all this youth and, you know, we think that we're making the right moves for the future and we've got a one-year plan and a three-year plan and a five-year plan. And all of that, you know, all of that press release hype is, is fine. And you can hide behind it for a certain amount of time. But eventually... Like in all sports, the truth will will catch up to you, and I I think it's worth exposing how poor I think this roster is. I hope I'm wrong. I hope I'm wrong, and I just get tweets all 2021 about how wrong I am about Freddie, how wrong I am about Elliot, how wrong I am about our roster. I don't think that's going to be the case, and I'd rather it implode as soon as possible versus this weird like 
we're going to play the long game and things really aren't as bad as they appear. That's why I want well, soccer back. As as the as as a famous poet once said, everybody have a plan until you're pumped in the faith. Just to be clear, uh that was your impression that was your attempt at an impression of Mike Tyson. How was that how could how is that not clear? Yeah. Just to be clear, it, it really is a it is a fantastic quote. And for those people who couldn't make it what you were saying is everyone's got a plan until you get punched in the face. So it, it it's time we get punched in the face as a club to see how good our plan really is. Ah, yeah. There it is. So I, I just briefly mentioned the thing that we're going to talk about next, and I think it's worth getting into. Get into it. Um, so we we made a we made a a young signing uh, straight out of the academy. Uh, I want to make sure I'm getting this correctly. Uh, we signed a goalie by the name of Jeff Dusnup, or yeah, Dusnup, I think is how you say that last name. I'm not entirely familiar, to be totally honest. Um, but yeah, we went and we signed a young, up-and-coming, very promising goalie before we've given any real minutes to our other young, promising, up-and-coming academy product goalie. And uh, it, it's weird. It, it like I'm I'm happy, and it's cool that we're seeing these signings. And you know, I wish Jeff nothing but success, and I hope he does really well for the old Clarendon Cobalt. But now we've got four goalies, and they're all in, like, very weird, different, distinct parts of their playing career. Yeah. Well, makes me think we're not going to start the season with four goalies, right? If I was one of the other two older goalies, I'd be thinking, I'm getting shipped this year, right? Except there's another piece of news that we'll talk about, about Ochoa in just a second here. But I have a plan. I figured it out. All right. Now that we are owned by the league, we probably have some input and some sway into the decisions made by the league. We need a rule change to allow for multiple goalies to play in the game. So, like, 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 have mul- like multiple, like, literally two goalies out on the field at the same time. Yeah, like I'm thinking two, three, whatever. Yeah, right. There it is. So, like. Could be like two goalies and eleven players, field players, or something, and we'd be golden. No one has more goalies than we do. On a serious note, yeah, I don't get it. There's no, I mean, really, that's that's what we're trying to fix. At the same time, I get it. Maybe look, I'll be honest, I haven't watched the Monarchs very much. Maybe this kid is awesome. Maybe this kid is incredible. Um, because if <laughs> if they don't sign him and he leaves for somewhere else, then we're mad about that, right? And if we do sign him, we're like, yeah, we have another goalie. I don't think we start the season with four goalies. That'd be stupid. Right, right, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I I, I do think you're right. Um, RSL does have the ability to, you know, do season-long loans, essentially, to the Monarchs, and it's very likely that Jeff does end up there. Um it is also worth noting that Ochoa was, and I say was uh, deliberately here, he was called up to the under-23 U.S. men's national team uh, camp. Uh, he has since left that camp with a right quadriceps strain. Uh, 
Um, and I, I do believe that he's had to leave one other U.S. team camp early because of another uh, muscle injury. Which, which, you know, you don't want to read too much into that, but like, he, let's be very clear, he wouldn't be the first very promising player to have his career cut short by, you know, soft muscle injuries. Uh-huh. Right. Uh, Chris Schuler, Jordan outside. Allen. Yeah, man, the, Jordan Allen. There's, there's a stadium full of talent to be filled, potential right. to be filled with Jordan Allen. There's a stadium, there's a dictionary or a book full of words to be filled with just how much we praise his praises that was weird mm-hmm. um yeah it's there's something to it i mean look sometimes players go through a couple of injuries and no big deal sure right i think ochoa's this is one of those reasons i thought we should have played him more last year to see what his ceiling is right see if he, uh, yeah now i'm suddenly a little more little I was on board to say what we should do is just give this kid a chance, let him play a season, you know, make it because uh, he's, he's got incredible skills, make him, you know, the future goalkeeper of RSL. I don't think his career is, he's going to have an incredible career somewhere, hopefully here. Right. But I think if the injuries keep happening, that ceiling is going to go lower and lower. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean the the ability to stay healthy as a professional athlete. It, yeah, one hundred percent is a skill. It it is a thing you have to be able to do. You have to um, work. I was yeah. I was um, I remember watching a video about because John Stockton like I can't remember I'm gonna mess it up, but he missed like ten games or something in his whole career. Yeah, yeah, you could like pencil him for pencil him in basically for an entire season with like the exception yeah. of one game. And he played 20 years, I think. Right. Yeah. But I was watching this video on like his preparation and like, like it, not just, I don't mean preparations like practice and physical and all that stuff, but like, you know, massages and stretching and warm ups and all these different things like on a daily basis. Uh, I mean, sounds like a rough life, but he literally had a massage before every game. Right. Which that also becomes a job <laughs> if you think about it. Right. Because it's not, I'm assuming it's not like a, you know, Swedish hot stone massage. It's like a deep. Right. Move, yeah. Let's, let's, let's get these muscles moving here. Yeah. 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 So it is that uh, same thing with LeBron James. I was reading somewhere he spends like $1.2 million a year on just like physios and massages and, you know, all these just, just yeah, to stay therapy healthy. and everything. Yep. Sure. So yeah, it is. It, you're absolutely right. It, it is a, it is a skill set and. It's still weird being four goalies, but I do still think he's the most promising goalie on that lineup for us. Right. If he, yeah, so and what's, it, what's the diagnosis? Is he out for a while or what? No, no, it, it's you know, it, it's that uh, like I said, it's that quadricep strain. So it's a muscle strain. So very likely that he's already fine. Um, mm-hmm. Probably more precautionary than anything. Um, but yeah, assuming he does, you know, recover entirely and that it's not a sign of like a pattern or anything, um, it, it's safe to assume that with the Olympic qualifiers coming up, which we mentioned this briefly, you, nations under 23 teams compete in the Olympics. Mm-hmm. It's very likely that the, so I saw this earlier today, 
the qualifying schedule, I believe, runs from March 18th through the end of March. So it's very likely that he's going to be gone for that stretch of time, at least as a backup. Um, you know, I know he's he's rated very highly in that under, on that under 23 side, even though he's never had a cap for them. Um, and I think it's also very likely that we lose Herrera in that window. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so, so I, I think that's why we have the four goalies. I think one of them will inevitably end up spending their season with the Monarchs, which is what the Monarchs are there for. And the other two guys are going to be, uh, you know, take it, taking turns on the bench. Putna's going to play the whole season. Calling it right now. Yeah, yeah. I, I think uh, I wish that wasn't the case, but yeah. I've got a feeling that we're going to see another year of Putna being you know, being the starting keeper basically game one until until he has a very solid reason not to be. Yeah, and he's had a couple of those solid reasons last year. Yeah. Uh, um, yeah, when you when you have a season where you're playing for basically nothing. Right. Might be an experiment right now. Well, well, and I was saying, I was agreeing with everything that you're saying there until you made the very good point that if you're Freddie or Elliot, like you are playing for your job or you're you know you're you're putting out a team for your job to impress a an employer to impress impress a boss that you haven't met yet that you don't know who it's going to be right so like there to you know like talk about pressure like there's going to be guys that you know i i think freddie's going to try to avoid experimentation as much as possible because right. i think he's got to prove hey yep. i can i can keep a winning side together yeah, I mean, look, if you imagine you're coming in as a new owner and it's a losing team, what's the first thing you do? Get rid of the coach. Yeah, yeah. It, 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 I mean, there are, there are clubs in Europe that go through multiple coaches in a single season. Right. Yeah. And, and, and some, yeah. And none of them are successful. Well, eventually, I mean, did you see what happened to Bayern last year? They were like fourth or something, changed the coach mid season killed everybody the rest of the year. So, what was that two years ago? I can't remember. No, it was last year. It was totally last year. I mean, they also won everything else on the planet, but there's that. Yeah, man, look, it's going to be, I think it's going to be a very interesting year. You know what? <laughs> One of the silver linings is you and I are probably going to have plenty of material. Plenty of things to talk about throughout the season. I think the goalies will be changing out you know, hopefully we get that owner sooner rather than later. I want to see what he does with the GM position. I'll make another prediction. You know what we should do? Just before the season starts, we have to make, start making some predictions. I don't think Freddie lost the season. I just, I just don't see it happening. Um, maybe, maybe I, I, mean, I misspoke. The okay. year. I don't think by December 31st, 2021, Freddie Juarez is RSL head coach. That's okay. I, I see what you're getting at. I, I mean, I, I would probably extend that to start of the regular season 2022. So, yeah, I, I'm, I'm with you. I, I, I could very easily see, you know, see a series of events that see him lose his job right before the next season kicks off. Yeah. And I'll tell you why I said before end of season, before end of calendar year and not into next calendar year. Again, I'm assuming new ownership here, All right? At that point, I'm also assuming right, I just bought the team. We all know, you know, when those open windows, transfer windows, 
they're like in December mostly, if I remember correctly. Like, I want to put, like, if I have my guy or my girl that I want to put in position to head coach the team, by the way, I wouldn't be surprised if that happens. But different story for a different day. Like, I want that person to, you know, select the team they, they get to play with next year because I want to make a splash right up front. I want to make an impression. So that's why I'm thinking before the end of the year. Now, all this can change. Maybe maybe he actually really does really well with the team because, you know, what my only hope is that he could do well with the team is the same reason why you and I think he won't because he's playing with a bunch of kids. Right. Well, not a bunch of kids, but many kids. Sure. Bunch of USL players, former USL players, monarchs, et cetera, et cetera. Right. That's his bread and butter, though. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's that's a solid point. Like Freddie has a history of developing. I mean, he was the academy coach for a while. And um, a good one. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I mean, I, I think, I, I think as far as like him coaching the players, like individually, one on one, like day in, day out. I think he's going to be fantastic at that. Um, but, you know, like, it'd be nice to believe that the raw talent is, like, doesn't matter and that you can coach yourself into a win. But at some point, probably pretty early into the season, they're going to go up against Seattle's and LAFC's and, you know, even LA Galaxies and, like... There, there are some very talented, and, and I mean that in like the, the the most raw sense, like like just raw talent on the field, and you can be in a fantastic position, and at the end of the day, raw talent might just win out. Um, it it reminds me a long season, it mostly does. Right. It 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 kind of reminds me of, uh, I think it was a Concacaf Champions League like group game, uh, a few years ago. And I, I can't even remember what club it was or what country they were from, but it was it was a, a smaller club, you know, from a smaller country, hence being a smaller league, that we should be beating. It was a Jeff Kassar year. I remember he was the coach. Um, and, like, we, you know, sent out not, like, the Monarchs or anything, but definitely, like, a B squad. And I, I believe we are losing, like, pretty late into the game like 1-0 and then somewhere around like the 65th 70th minute we get a Javier Morales substitution followed by like a burrito substitution or maybe the you know order was inverse right and something like 30 minutes you know afterwards we're up 2-1 and we end up winning this game 2-1 and the opposing team's coach I remember said that line about you know, sometimes there just really is nothing you can do about talent. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, we're just going to be on the receiving end of it this time. Yep. I just, um, you just depressed me remembering that we had Burrito and the Javi Mo. Uh, fun fact, little... Javier Morales is officially available to be selected into the MLS uh, Hall of Fame. Oh, that should be an easy selection. I, I would hope so. And uh, obviously yeah. that's something we'll keep an eye on. But yeah, I would be shocked if at some point in the very near future we don't find out that Javier Morales is now officially a Hall of Fame inductee. Yeah. Is he still in Miami? 
he is. He's he's there. I don't know if he's the academy coach, uh, but he's like heavily involved in their academy there. Yeah. Yeah, I thought he was the academy coach down there. And I, I, had... I think that's the case. Yeah. yeah. I mean, again, just just this is another reason why I think uh, Freddie doesn't make it through the year because a we're gonna have a bad year. B, I mean, I see, uh, you know, new owner comes in. I mean, what's the first thing you want to do? You want to energize the base, right? You want to, you want to make a good team, yes, but you you want to energize the energize the base. So I can totally see like buying a a big name player for our standards, right? And I can totally see pulling something like a Javi Mofo coach or, you know, bring the gang back together, basically. <laughs> Like why not a Kyle Beckerman as a coach or, I mean, other than the fact that he's never coached and we keep thinking that people that play well can coach well. Have you seen what P- Pirlo is doing in, in Juve? I mean, they're like third or something. I can't remember what they are right now. Hmm. Um, after the team has won eight or nine consecutive Serie A championships, right? right. And under one coach or two coaches. I mean, new coach I mean there's Terry Henry, arguably one of the best players to ever play the right. game is right. I think it's at this point safe to say objectively not a good coach. If you think about all the great coaches in the world, I'm not sure. I mean, they were all former players, but not like professional. Well, even the professional ones, but not like world beaters. Right. right? Yeah. Zinedine Zidane might be the only, uh, the best example of, oh, like, wow. He's, where where wow. a world beater is a pretty damn great coach. But that, that was, I think that's his third stint. He was fired the first time at Real Madrid. I mean, it doesn't help that your first coaching job is at Real Madrid, right? Not doing yourself any favors there, yeah. He did the academy first, I think. He did like their anyway, – I can't remember. But, yeah, I would say, the yeah, the best coach – there's also – I mean, Jurgen Klinsmann was good for like one year with Germany, then he got exposed. Right. Right. Um, he should have just quit after that, never coached again, honestly. I just – Fun fact, I looked it up. So from 2014 to 2016, Zinedine Zidane uh, did coach Real Madrid's reserve team in the second yep. league. Yep, and then is. from 2016 to 2018, he coached Real Madrid, mm-hmm. took a break. And then in 2019, he coached Real Madrid again. Yeah, took a break. Right. They took a break. <laughs> I mean, they were so bad off, they had to call him back. But yeah, there's there's that. So, But then there's also, I was looking um, the other day at Bayern Munich. And it's not just their co- so the coaches. I'm not sure who that guy is, right? Never, definitely not a world beater, former player. But I was looking at their front office. Holy cow, it's nothing but former players, and like you know the big ones, the presidents, Franz Beckenbauer. You know what I mean? Um, it's so. I mean, there are a lot of positions and options. So it's. Uh, if, if I'm buying the team from scratch, I am going into this and like, oh, I'm going to bring somebody's big legends back in one way, shape, or form. Right. Yeah, it, it's, a, it's a really, really, really good slash easy way to very quickly endear yourself to a fan base. Yeah. Energize it. Especially right. like in 2022 in this case. I mean, bro, we're all going to be so like – what what is the right way to say enthusiasm and social e constipated yeah there's going to be a demand build up is probably how i would have phrased it personally <laughs> uh, 
Yeah, no, in, I mean, I'll go so far as to say that the second half of 2021, hopefully, knock on wood. Um, I think people are still going to be a little wary. wary yeah. Especially the crowd. Yeah, I think that's fair. But yeah, I mean, yeah, at, at, at some point, we've got to return to quote unquote normal, hopefully. Um, and yeah. I mean, just to be clear, another really good slash easy way to endear yourself to a fan base, if there's any future owners listening, go sign like a $6 million transfer fee for like some, you know, Liga MX uh, striker and just like like have him play for us and like have us be semi-decent for, you know, six, a change. It still can get you some European beaters too, man. I mean, some of the pop fine, but they can get you some decent ones. I mean... I, I kind of feel like SKC's. So granted, it was a panic move. I think they'll be the first to admit that. But their whole Alan Polito thing, I think, worked out about as well as like you could have hoped for. The dude was injured half the time. Let's be really clear. Who's that? But still, responsible for something like eighty percent of their goals, either by scoring them directly or setting them up. He scored um, a lot of them directly. Yeah. Enough, and and then he yeah I mean. He still assisted a ton too. Um, so that whole like panic over buying and like paying for like a really, 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 really good striker from the Mexican National League, right? Not not a bad way to go about it. We've seen. There's that. There's that way to go. I, I, I think I would love to see us go that way. I would hate for us to to panic and spend big money on some has been. You know, the world is littered. I mean, the MLS uh, in the recent history of memories, literally with has-beens that probably have made so much money. I mean, stupid amounts of money, right? Pirlo himself, we just talked about it. He didn't do a damn thing in this league, right? Gerard never did anything. I mean, but then you, mm. have, then you have the incredible ones. You know, you have like Zlatan coming in for a couple of years. And like, okay, that's Zlatan. Now I understand it. You know what I mean? Um, you have what's his name, Mighty Mouse up from Toronto, Jovinko. Oh yeah, yeah. I was like, who are you right, talking like, about? Yeah, and that's that's like a European player in his prime. I'm not sure what the what they paid to get him over here, but I know they were paying him like six million dollars a year to stay here. You know, there are a lot of these. Uh, there's there's just so many ways to go. It would be awesome. It would be so awesome to have that opportunity to just, you know to get in there and actually play with, you know, billions of dollars of ownership. That's the only upside I can see in, in some kind of a investment firm buying us. Yeah, it, it's, um, I wouldn't say that's the only upside, but I, I get what you're getting at. Um, it, yeah. Yeah, I, I don't know, man. I don't know. We've, we've rambled for an hour. And uh, it it might be time to call it here, uh, RSL Nation. It's been a pleasure, as always. We've had a good time. I think we've said a few things. We haven't said a few other things. <laughs> um, yeah. There's no. Always- What's up? There's always more next week. Always more next week. Um, eventually, we're bound to have an ownership that needs announcing and we'll be sure to do that uh but in the meantime just uh hang in there and 
it's worth remembering that it's darkest before dawn. Adios, RSL Nation.